Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ed. And this is Create a Generation. Create a Generation of Hype. All right, Freddie, we're back with another Q&A roulette, but this week we're doing things a little bit different. That's right. Uh, this week we're going to focus on one particular topic we get asked a lot about. But before we get into it, shout out to this week's sponsor, Trend Talk. If you want to grow your TikTok account, Trend Talk is the app for you. Boom. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hey, Freddie, so this week, this Q&A roulette, it's less roulette and more Q&A, but I've got a little bit of a story to kick it off, and that's what was the genesis for this week's episode. So everyone bear with me for a second. We run, as you might have heard, YouTube workshops here in Australia and all over the world and do them in partnership with YouTube. And part of that process, I send a lot of creators emails, little follow-up emails to remind them to turn up on time, to turn up to the workshop, a bit of extra info, see how they're going. You know, this And this stuff comes from my personal email address. And, you know, sitting there the other day, inbox pings, I get this subject this email out of the blue it's not a reply to any of those emails i've sent but it is from a creator i've been conversing with and the subjects can you please remove your profile picture it's like, oh, okay I, I i don't quite understand where this is going to go but curiosity got best of me and i opened it straight away and it says hi aunt the profile picture is only handsome to you i don't like to see it every time i receive your email could you consider disabling your profile picture Thanks, mate. And I was stunned. Um, it, I, I, I didn't know whether to laugh or to um, scratch my head. I, I actually, I, I was, I was kind of stunned. It's not like you know, it's not like it was in, incredibly combative. There's a lovely thank, mate, and there's a high ant with a, a comma. Um, I sat on it for a, a day. I didn't respond. I, I turned it back to unread, and I was like, is this? Am, am I being? Is this someone? taking the piss is am i being trolled are, are they genuinely offended have i offended someone i hate offend like i you know I, I like to be liked it's a bit of a um weakness of mine <laughs> and so i sat on it and then I, I think the next day I, I i shared it shared it with 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 you fred and and lee and the the on the uh on the slack on our and i, and I think you guys just laughed at me um and my reply it was like it, it wasn't much but i'm like i'm like i, I said i'm like I'm not sure, to be honest. This this kind of hurts a bit. And I did ask the question, am I repulsive to look at or are you offended by my face? And thanks, Ant. And and that was it. And I haven't heard back. And But then it did get me thinking. And I, it's a long-winded way to get there. And sorry for everyone who just wants rapid-fire questions. I'm like, you know, we get comments mostly positive on, on, on our YouTube channel, on our podcast, um, and email and, and workshops. We, we ask for feedback sometimes. It's 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 tough, but mostly it's very very positive. But uh, creators have to deal with comments all the time. So I was like, you know what? Get that big wheel. Let's peel off the stickers that have questions around comments, and let's dive into that. What do you reckon, Freddie? I reckon. Well, yes, I reckon that's a good start, and we should do that because it is an important area, and it's not just comments; it's the feedback in general that creators have to deal with, and it is a very difficult area sometimes to to do, and not just negative comments. Sometimes creators find it genuinely difficult to deal with positive ones as well. So, I think you're right, Ant. Let's let's get into it. I reckon obviously the first one we get asked a lot, and probably every big creator gets asked a lot. It's like, how do you deal with negative comments? Yeah, look, it's one of those things that creators do talk a lot about. And you know what? In the scheme of things, the negative comments on a channel are often a small fraction of all the comments, but creators do tend to spend a lot of time focusing on them. And if you listen to our podcast with Katie Morton, she talked about the psychology behind them. 
um, she mentioned that, you know, when you hear negative things, you tend to absorb those quite a lot, right? It's hard to absorb the positive ones because they aren't threatening. Um, it's kind of like the primal uh, wiring for humans. So um, you have a negative comment um, and then you read five positive ones. It basically takes five or seven positive comments to negate a negative comment. So it's one of those things that tend to stick with us. And then we ruminate and think on them again and again, which makes them, you know, so uh, oppressive and so heavy. So, you know what? How to deal with negative comments? There are a number of ways to do that. Some creators do things like turn off their comments, which we don't recommend, and we know we have questions on that specifically. Um, what we'd recommend you do, generally speaking, is develop a methodology to respond where you accept that you're going to get some negativity, um, but you never sort of answer it with negativity, right? You're going to get negative comments, you can ignore them, but if you can find a productive um, and quick way to answer that that looks at the positive side of things, um, you're going to do much better than that, right? And often you'll disarm someone by doing that. If you someone says something negative and you respond back with, like, you know, another question or you genuinely want to understand where they're coming from, often that completely disarms what they're trying to do and it ends up changing the direction of the conversation. So that's generally the way I recommend looking at negative comments. Uh, what do you think, Ant? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. I mean... You know, if you hear anyone just say, oh, just ignore it, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. That's just not possible. But you do have to figure out a way to accept it and then uh, deal with it in your way. I think um, we were talking about it earlier before we hit record on the podcast and, and reminiscing on, on Shad from Shadiversity talking about his channel, which is a nerdy channel. It's a super nerdy channel. It's like awesome nerd channel. But he used to get a lot of uh, trolls sort of calling him out. It's like, oh, you're nerds. And he's... He would just be like, okay, cool. And he would comment, reply to every one of those negative, you know, trolls about being nerds and say, hey, thanks for your comment. Sorry this channel isn't for you. I hope you have a great day. And he just, he just consistently replied with, with that love and understanding, basically. And then they, they stopped and he's created a community and a space that extends of, of um, his content down into the comments where it's all positive and the nerds can thrive. It's um, mm. so it's, it, it's like finding that space and, you know, another, another little yarn about that and a yarn story. Sorry, my American friends um, is, is John plant from primitive technology. Like he, if you don't know his channel, it's like he, he doesn't talk on his videos. They're very long. He's out in the wild making things without any modern technology like huts and things like that. And, but the comments, if someone called him out or questioned anything, he would go ham on them. He would start a war and he would pull references of research and just pile on like not just one reply. He would start a thread of just like, you know, tearing down this person. And he, it would take a lot of energy and it'd take a lot of time and effort, but it also took away from the tone and style of his of his content it was completely diametric to what his videos were about and, and the the place he was creating so it took him a little while he says to figure out that you know what actually i'm, I'm doing more harm than good i accept that these people have different opinions i i'll um acknowledge it and i'll i'll move on and and that has created a, a much more positive space in in his comments and yeah it's a, it's a it's interesting how some of the creators have taken time to get there and it's it's not not saying it's easy like it can be horrific some of the stuff that people say to people the unsolicited advice or the unsolicited negativity um, but it is going to be there so developing a, a strategy is incredibly advisable in the earlier you get there 
the less likely it's going to uh, derail you and, and send you down into a, a negative spiral. That's right. And we know we have worked with other creators who didn't take that high road. And I'm not going to mention specific names, but there's one creator I'm thinking of. Um, and, you know, he'd become very competitive in, in the comments um, and just wouldn't let anything go. And, you know, it was one thing we sort of tried to correct, but it was something that was so irritating to them that they kept doing it again and again. And what you basically did was have the spiral of negativity. So even though the channel was quite good, you had this constant underlying feeling of like challenge and negative uh, sort of emotion, and it really affected the channel. In fact, that channel actually stagnated and has been for for you know a few years now. Even though the content is quite good and it's it's fun and interesting, this negative commentary just was off brand, and that's the other thing of it. It's like if you're trying to create a certain brand, a certain look, a certain feel, a, a commentary can be such an important part of that. You know, the way the comments work, the way you give feedback. If that doesn't match your style in your videos, people are going to look at it and it's going to feel incongruous, and it's going to basically problematic so something else to think about there definitely entertaining sometimes to watch the the fire and the vitriol in comments but uh time and place in the right channel hey um moving on okay so like that's people writing comments oh the illusion of spinning the wheel <laughs> i've pulled off all the stickers i've got them all lined up for it. Like, I, che- uh, I cheated one wheel I cheated spin. the wheel one wheel spin. we can still spin it but you know moving on to like then the simplest form of comments is likes and dislikes, right? That's the lazy, yeah, lazy feedback. comment. It's the um, easiest form of feedback. 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 Yeah, it's a comment. It's mm. a something. Um, like uh, one question we get like a lot about and people get quite concerned about is is likes and dislikes. And, you know, there's a question here. I, I get a lot of views on my videos, but I get a lot of dislikes. Is that a problem? Yeah. Um, I'll say a couple of things about Likes and dislikes. So firstly, you know, it's it's part of, you know, likes and dislikes are part of what I like to call, you know, the old three or <laughs> because they've been around for a long time. And that's basically uh, views, likes and dislikes and subscribers, right? They're the easiest metrics to point to in terms of like a channel or a video and how they're going. And they've been around for a very, very long time. And a lot of creators still put a lot of stat into that. And look, there are reasons why they're important. But, you know, in the old days of YouTube, likes and dislikes were more important because um, they helped the system understand maybe what type of content should be surfaced and what shouldn't. And now with YouTube being a very smart system, um, likes and dislikes are used but to a lesser extent and they're more personal, I guess, to that individual user. So, for example, if you like or dislike a video, the algorithms know that and they basically use that as a indicator to serve maybe more of that content to you or less of that content to you rather than an indication of how good or bad that content is objectively to the whole group of people, if that makes sense. So that's why I guess likes and dislikes can be important, but more on an individual basis. Um, although when you know someone looks at a video and they see a ton of dislikes, it may be a way to say, oh, you know, maybe I don't waste my time with that. So that's, that is something to consider. Um, but you know what? Is it a problem? I don't say it's necessarily a problem. Obviously, you want to make a video that is well-liked. But, you know, sometimes you're going to make a video that objectively people might not dislike the video itself, but they might like the outcome. So, for example, if you watch news um, stuff on on YouTube, you often find there are a ton of dislikes. Um, And that's not because people hate the creator. They just don't like what's happening in the news, for example. Um, Or if you are a kid's creator, you're going to often find that your likes and dislikes are almost proportional because – as the guys on YouTube said, you know, kids are button smashers and they're just going to hit like and dislike all the time. So those are the instances where you don't have to worry that much about it. Look, but if you do get a video, and you know, you are generally getting more likes and dislikes and you do a video that tends to suddenly all, all of a sudden have more dislikes, 
that could be an indicator to say, hey, is there something about this that stands out? Is there something we did in this video that was a little bit different? Or was maybe the subject they didn't like that much? So I like to look at it as a, a general indicator of, you know, have a look at it, but don't be overly upset by it um, and try and be objective um, and to figure out what's going on with that video. Personally, I've never not watched a video because it had a ton of dislikes. Um I mean, you know, look at YouTube Rewind. It's, it's a very disliked video, and quite rightly, mostly um, they're horrific. I still watch them. Well, this, this, uh, sorry, this is the latest ones, not the <laughs> earlier ones. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. The the one with the bus still burned in my memory. The Will Smith and the fire, the camp. Oh, cringe. But yeah, but I, I, you know, that's a, a, that is an outlier, but uh, yeah, I've never not watched a video based or watched a video based on likes or dislikes. All right. And before we do the next question, let's find out a little bit more about our sponsor this week, Trend Talk. All right. We talk a lot about how to grow your channel on creator generation and for TikTok creators of all kinds and niches, Trend Talk wants to help you do it faster. Trend Talk is designed to steer you towards analytic driven trends. You can Check it out by the link in the description and big shout out and thanks to Trend Talk for sponsoring today's episode. Back on comments, how important are comments on your videos? And there's a double barrel on this one. Should I reply to every comment? Mm. I like this one. Mm. Yeah, I look, like you said, uh, comments are an important part of the videos because one, they are the most and easiest way for a viewer to actually say something about the video directly, right? So you've got other indicators, like we said, likes and dislikes and the love button and, and so forth. They can share and so forth. But the commentary is a direct way they can respond back to that, but either showing love or hey, or just making a comment generally, uh, engaging in a conversation. And that's like the basis of social media when you think about it, right? It's that idea of two-way communication. It's no longer just you publishing something and people having to watch it. It's a way that they can watch it and indicate how much they like it. It's like I want to be part of the overall conversation around it. So um, that's why comments are important. I reckon... That's why you shouldn't ever turn comments off. Like, just remember that most viewers won't comment, right? But they do notice when you turn off comments, and that can actually set off like a negative element there because even though they might not comment, they like the idea of being able to comment if they want to. So basically taking away that right <laughs> can be difficult. Um, so generally, we don't recommend turning comments off, um, you know, obviously because, like I said, it also adds to that conversation and keeps that engagement factor happening there, which obviously YouTube look at. Um, so keep them on, keep them active. Um, and should I reply to every comment? Well, that depends. If you're getting tens of thousands of comments, it might be actually difficult to reply to. But there are different ways to reply to comments. One is you can actually, you know, sort of type in a response to everyone. Um, another thing you can do is, you know, give it a thumbs up or you can hit the love button to show some love for, um, for that comment. I would do it in levels. Firstly, you know, I'd go through and hit the love button because the love button actually sends the person sort of a, a, an update saying that you know, your comment was loved. Um, and then for the particularly important um, comments where you feel, hey, I can add to this conversation or this is a, I can do, make a good response to it um, and, and further the discussion, then I'd look at doing that on, on a base level. And then from there, if you are able to respond to more comments, absolutely go ahead and do that. But I think I'd start from that level of, you know, loving the comment, you know, doing or answering the comments that make the most sense to respond to and then go from there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, it's like you said, it's part of the experience of YouTube or, or any social video platform, TikTok or, or Insta, it's the comments, right? Like it's a fun place to hang out. So um, I, I think it's rarely a 
rarely a video I watch on any platform where I, I don't check out the comments as well. So um, if they're not engaged with from the creator and the community or they're not on, it's yeah, it's, it, it kind of leaves you feeling a bit empty. You're missing a part of that experience. So yeah, it's a definitely great way to expand upon your content um and you know like you can have fun with it you can do stuff like the the guys from how ridiculous like they have a like they have a call out for we'll, we'll pin you if you come up with a, a rad a, a rad comment specific to that video and like it becomes like a bit of a community building vibe where everyone's trying to compete to get their comment pinned um and it's it's in the tone and style and fun of the how ridiculous guys and don't forget like if a a fan comments and you respond back to it you know that element of validation that they get is so strong and so powerful oh my favorite creator responded back to me directly it's such an important part of platforms like youtube um, that it can, you know, create a fan for life, right? Even if it's simply a, a smile or a bit of love or, you know, just a, a couple of kind words can basically convert all these fans. So if you just think about that, even if you just, you know, re- respond to a handful of comments per video and you keep doing that for video after video after video, you could have converted hundreds and hundreds of people over to being, you know, loyal fans, and that is actually worth something as well. So do think about that. Commentary can be very important and is, uh, you know, it's an important aspect of feedback, but a, a key element of why social media works the way it does. So, Fred, the next question I've ripped off the wheel is one I'm guessing from a bigger creator or a creator that gets a lot of comments because they mention that they get so many comments they can't respond to them. They just literally cannot respond to them. And they've thought about getting someone else to respond to comments but feel odd if someone else responded to the comments on their channels. What do you reckon about that one? Outsourcing Mm. comments if you just can't get to them all. Um, look, there are some channels that does make a bit more sense for. So, for example, if uh, a channel is based around a group of multiple people um, involved, you can have multiple people respond to the comments. Because obviously, it'll, it'll reply under the this channel name specifically. Um, but, you know, if you have five or six people on, on that channel who are all names, yes, you can get different people to respond, and that's not a problem. Um, the other option is, like, if you're a brand, for example, or, um, you know, part of a bigger group, then having someone respond to all the comments there that's understood as well but if you're an individual creator um you know a vlogger in which so much of the state is in in your personality and and your connection to the audience it can seem a little bit odd to reply via someone else that said if you're getting you know tens or hundreds of thousands of comments and you have to manage that um that can be something you do want to consider keep in mind though that you might lose a bit of not credibility but that connection between the audience so a way to approach that maybe is to have maybe someone who assists you in filtering all the comments, um, looking through them, uh, helping you analyze maybe which ones you should respond to. Um, that just makes your job a little bit easier. Probably that is actually most of the time is just sifting through all that. And that way you can spend the time thinking about great ways to respond to the comments um, that are put in front of you and um, then go through them maybe um, individually and see if you want to add the love uh, button to any of them from there. But that look, it's, it's understandable. Like, you know, when you are dealing with so much as a big creator, um, going through every individual comment is particularly difficult. Though, you know, I have seen some, you know, million plus creators actually go through and respond to every question or at least read every comment um, they get. Um, and yeah, that's fantastic. If you can do it, like I said, it adds a ton of value. You show a lot of love and you get that personal connection, which can change a, a viewer's <laughs> view of your channel and, and build a, a very strong bond. Yeah, I mean, I was chatting to a, a big creator the other week and they the way they deal with this is they they respond to the first 
one or two hours worth of after an upload they they get on there and they re, they respond they spend the time but they are they just they're too busy to to respond to the thousands and thousands of comments and they so they have a team member who does that but they felt strange about it uh, appearing that it was them commenting so they make like that person that team member comments like as their name afterwards and, and then in brackets writes the creator's name team like that they're from the team so and that like over time that person is sort of who's replying to the comments has become part of the community and the community is sort of connected to them as well as the creator so that's another way of, of doing it. It is a you know a mega creator problem, um, so it's not everyone's problem that that has this sort of really highly engaged problem. But it's a, it's an interesting one to see how how other creators are uh, dealing with the problem of so much engagement. And look, I mean, this episode is, is it's not just about comments; it's about feedback. And I think creators get feedback in like multiple ways. Whether it's, you know it's likes and dislikes, whether it's comments, and it's, even if it's like and highlighted, it's an email that comes directly to you. Um, and like even creators at a smaller size, they start to build the audience. They do get a lot of comms. And, you know, people will actually use your email too and, and send you a whole variety of stuff. Um, and it is, it, like I said, it, it can be good, it can be bad. But that filtration we've talked about in terms of comments would also apply in terms of emails as well, in terms of how you want to respond to different things um, and how you want to keep the conversation happening there. Look, generally, email is obviously a lot harder and it's personal and it goes directly to you. So only you and the person can create can see that. So you'd want to consider that carefully. But that mindset is still very important. Keep in mind, you're always going to get negative comments as a creator. It's a, YouTube is a big space. There are millions and millions and millions of people watching. Some of them will want to say strange things and send you strange stuff. So keep in mind that that's part of the course and that is going to happen. That whole idea of accepting it and saying, yep, that's going to happen, but I'm always, if I do respond, I'm going to respond hopefully with something more constructive, I think is a strong um, starting point. Um, and you know, there were, like, there's another creator we worked with who was found it very difficult to deal with negative comments, and he turned off the comments and didn't respond to emails, but over time he realized how important a part of that was for his channel. And so he basically turned them back on and realized that he would only respond to positive comments. That was the way he was going to make it work for him. And if it, was, if it was an email, he'd respond to those positive emails because that was the way it worked for him, and that was a great starting point. Boom. Hey, Fred, you know how you mentioned that uh, emails just stay between you and the person? Generally. That's true until you broadcast it on a podcast. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or, you know, screenshot it and put it on your socials. And, just, and uh, if, it, objectively <laughs> speaking, I actually like that photo of you. I think it's a, it's a good photo. I don't know why anyone would say that. But, hey, you know what? Everyone has their own opinion. And the whole element of social media is that people can have their opinion. What tends to happen is it can blow out of proportion because when it's you know, personal and it's negative, the human way, the human responses to it tends to make it more difficult to deal with. We overthink it, we ruminate on it and it becomes particularly hard and hurtful. So it is a process. Remember that with being a creator, if you're in the space, that's going to happen. It's part of the course, but it's about developing that resilience. It's about developing that process and moving on and looking at all the positive aspects. But at the end of the day, your channel is the community you want to build. Your commentary reflects that. So if you want a strong, positive community, the commentary that you respond back with has to offer that as well. So that's your foundational point. Look, what I do want to say, um, if that's the worst commentary I'm going to get, I'm happy with that. It's pretty light. Someone doesn't like my photo. Um, I can live with that. It's in, in the scheme of things, it's not a bad thing. And like you said, he was very polite, <laughs> polite about how he said it. Although it is an odd thing to say, he was polite about how he said it. And you know, like you said, it's a process of learning uh, experience and uh, 
move on from there. Stay tuned. If anyone's got more suggestions for how I, my profile picture should look, <laughs> just shoot them through. I'd love to love to know. Like, how can I improve? Please let me know. We'll, we'll just change all our socials to my face until um, until you guys come up with a better one. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. We will see you soon. See ya. See ya. Created generation. Look on the mic.